My name is Alec Cowan, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. This podcast contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Hi, hello. 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 This, you are currently listening to Orchata Squad with your host, Veronica Fernandez Alvarado and Marianne Fragoso. And, okay, so much to tell you. Orchata <laughs> Squad, for one thing, has a new host, and that is Marianne. Mm-hmm. And hello. Yes, she is replacing my brother because he's a snake and we hate him and he's banned forever <laughs> unless he comes through. And then we're going to have a nice guest. Yeah. And TQM. But snakes are not allowed in this podcast. So. Yeah, no snakes. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, geez. Okay. So, we're so excited to be back. I'm so excited to be back. Mm-hmm. Apparently, y'all really loved Orchata Squad. So, we're coming back. We're officially an opinion-based podcast here. Mm-hmm. I think it's the only one the Emerald has. Also, I think we're the only POC particularly women of color podcast yeah which is absolutely ridiculous yeah and we're here to change that and take up space because that's what we need to do as femmes of color yeah and okay so marianne please tell us a bit about yourself because our listeners do not know who you are well they should because i'm amazing (laughs) (laughs) no but um hello y'all i'm so excited and thank you for vero for having me and for inviting me to be your co-host i'm so excited um so yeah my name is marianne fragoso Uh, my pronouns are she her hers i am a cinema studies and journalism major i love film and vines and memes and everything in between i am a karaoke enthusiast um and that's kind of like sums me up but i'm so excited to like for y'all to get to know me i guess and to this podcast to like take take over the world and for us to talk about these whole important things you know so thank you for having me (laughs) yes and we're so happy you are here and okay so one way we're changing things up here is okay so i don't know if y'all have ever been to the podcast room but it's really fucking dull looking i'm not gonna lie yeah it's kind of sad it's it's first of all it's painted gray and it has these like soundproof little things on the wall but they're like green but they're like sad green not even like lively green Mm -hmm. and beige and it's just like white tables just very sad it's very very sad so what we're doing whenever we're recording is we're bringing some shit with us and Mm -hmm. we're making it look a little lively yeah and marianne can you tell us what you brought yeah with me i have a little um i have my virgencita veladora a little like prayer candle and she's super cute and she's here to protect us from the bad white folks (laughs) and the bad podcast vibes um we yeah she's she's here protecting and she's really cute and pink and she's making the place a better place (laughs) (laughs) and what i have with me are these little heart-shaped lights Mm -hmm. that i've hung on um the microphones for me and marianne Mm -hmm. they're battery powered and they're glowy and red 
super cute yeah and and you also have a cute hat oh my gosh yes okay so this is my favorite hat it is also pink i Mm. apparently really like pink (laughs) um but it was a hat given to me by locatoras who we're really big fans of they have a podcast um hosted by mala muñoz and dios fm we met them not too long ago and hung out with them and they gave me a hat of their podcast which looks fucking dope i'm not gonna lie yeah a little shout out to mala and diosa we love you and go listen to their podcast locatora radio it's so good Mm mm-hmm and they truly, truly inspired inspired us. Yes. So we absolutely adore them. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and so, okay, so we're going to start getting into this a little bit more. And something that we're going to be doing every episode is our shout out. Yes. We decided to add a little like segment into the podcast, which is to celebrate women of color and Um, those femmes of color that help us and do a lot for the community and give back and don't get appreciated as much as they should as much as they should because Mm -hmm. femmes of color do not get appreciated as much as they should even though they do a shit ton of work and a lot of heavy work they pick up the slack Mm -hmm. for everyone Mm -hmm. and it's great it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous so for a shout out Marianne, do you want to? Yeah, I'll take this one away or part of it. Um, But yeah, our first shout out goes out to Caitlin Saavedra. Ah! We love you, Caitlin. We love you. Caitlin is from Cobina, California, and she is, um, I don't know what she's majoring. I can't remember, but oh, she'll, social sciences um, major. Um, She's amazing. She's the financial director for Mecha. She was the financial director for Mujeres last year. And she does so much. She has an internship and she's been helping Mecha a lot, a lot with um, all their conferences and writing POs. And she's just great. She's a baller. She's a trooper. She does work Mm -hmm. like no one's business. Yeah. And she really helped me out personally because I am a director, a co-director of RUYC, which is a Raza Unida Youth Conference, mm-hmm. where we bring hundreds of high school Lat- Latinx high schoolers to the campus to get them thinking about higher education. And honestly, it wouldn't have turned out the way it did, which it turned out great, obviously. <laughs> it wouldn't have turned out like great if it wasn't for Caitlin, who yeah. did so much work and really... like. She went ham on writing POs. <laughs> she really went above and beyond. And honestly, I deeply appreciate her. I remember, like, whenever she would, like, do something that, like, I completely forgot to do. Like, she would text us and be like, oh, don't worry about it. I have this. I already did this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Caitlin, I'm falling in love <laughs> with you. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does so much. And, like, even though she's not part of the Mujeres board, um... Uh, well i'm the part of i'm part of the mujeres board i'm the external director um and even though she's not at the board this year she's helped us so much like she's helped us like we are still kind of like i mean we're still getting into like relatively new board you know like we don't know what we're doing we're kind of like figuring out as it goes and caitlin is there always like helping us and like telling us how to do po's and how to deal with like asuo and how to ask for money and like 
she's just always around and always available to help and she's great like we love her we love we you love so you, much yeah. oh my god we gosh. hope you're listening you better be listening <laughs> honestly or i'll be pissed <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we love you and you're a first shout out and um you deserve this you really do yeah and okay so like we said this is gonna be a segment we do every single episode and I know it seems like we're just shouting out our friends, but honestly, we're going to be shouting out Femmes of Color who we know do work. Mm-hmm. And they will be Femmes of Color of the U of O, so they'll be Ducks of Color. <laughs> Femme Ducks of Color. Femme Ducks of Color. Yeah. They can be their faculty or um, someone we know, someone we don't know, but like they brought up to it, someone brought it up to our attention, like... Yeah, so if there are any femmes of color that you feel are underappreciated, that you just kind of want to be like, hey, we love y'all, like, give us a comment, shoot us a message, we would love to shout them out. Yeah. Because we're very femme of color centric here. Yes. And we're all about that support. Or Chata Squad for femmes of color. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, okay, we did that. And we're all giddy and happy. Um, but let's kind of ruin that. Yeah. <laughs> by getting into our first topic. Yeah. And, okay, so we're going to get right down to it, to the nitty gritty. Um, We're going to talk about the recent school shooting. Yeah. So our first topic here is, honestly, we're just going to get right to it. We're going to talk about the Florida school shooting that just happened this week. Well, that just happened on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. When choosing a topic, we were considering if this was too strong of a topic or if that was too heavy to talk about in our first episode. But that's just kind of like the way we live and things happen and tragedies happen in this country and we have to talk about them and we could just... We can't just go on and without talking about it because they're very important. Yes. And especially this, because what is this? This is not the first like school shooting of 2018. And we're barely, barely in February. Do you know what number it is? Yeah. Unfortunately, it's the 18th school shooting of the year of 2018. And yeah, we're literally in the second month of 2018. And it's ridiculous that these... These keep happening, and I read a statistic that, like, based on how many they have been this year, like, it's, like, what, at least one a week, which is just insane, like. It's super crazy, and it's mostly really crazy because, like, I don't know, when I heard about this mass shooting, like, this school shooting, I wasn't phased. I was Mm -hmm. just like, oh, Another one, like, as though it's not lives, as though I'm, like, really used to it, which I am. I'm really used to these, like, occurrences of school shootings happening. And these are children, and I shouldn't be, like, you know, fucking used to it. And I know a lot of people are already really used to it already. Yeah, like, um, I heard about it until later in the day, like, uh, Wednesday night. And, yeah, like, unfortunately, I was, like oh, just another school shooting, you know, which shouldn't be a thing. Like, we shouldn't be used to these. And, um, of course, the the shooter, I mean, like, we'll just, like, throw some facts, but he, um, he 
did the shooting with a semi-automatic what um ar-15 rifle um yes i think it is an ar-15 rifle which he was able to purchase legally Mm. like he went to a store or like he like i think he bought it from like um okay so he passed the background check Mm. and which i was just like oh okay i guess and he was able to purchase this gun that his entire, like, the the household he was living in knew he had it in a cabinet. Mm-hmm. And an entire school, or, like, there were so many students. Like, there's there's these interviews where the students are like, oh, yeah, we knew. We knew he was going to, like, do a shooting. Like, you could just tell. Like, what? He was, like, our first, like, if you would have pointed out at this, like, person and been like, oh, He's planning a school shooting, then it would have been like, well, obviously. Like, everyone knew about it. Oh, my God. The thing is, like, once you know about it, I guess, like, what, um, no one does anything about it. But I did read, um, that they actually, someone contacted the FBI and they called in, I think, with, like, the anonymous tip line. Oh, was it over the comment? Um, what comment? Okay, so he. Um, this school shooter commented on a YouTube video before the shooting and said that he was planning to be a professional school shooter. Oh, my god! And so, the I think the person who owned the video account flagged it and was just like, okay, well, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to report this because this is dangerous and we don't kid around like this. Like, who the fuck could kids around about, you know, being a school shooter, mm-hmm. like a high school? Yeah. And oh my gosh. No, I don't know, but I got this from um, an article at the New York Times that says, um, last month, a person close to Florida's school shooter contacted the FBI to report concerns about him, including gun ownership, desire to kill people, erratic behavior, and disturbing online posts, as well as potential of him conducting a school shooting. Like, and then the FBI, I think, came out after the shooting and was like, yeah, we acknowledge we didn't do anything about it. Like... What? How can you not do anything about it? You know, once someone tells you like, oh, this person has a gun and they're talking all this shit about killing people and doing a school shooting and we're still not going to do anything about it. You know, like that's just ridiculous. And you know why they're not doing anything about it, honestly, because, okay, you and I and I'm pretty sure like the rest of the listeners whoever y'all are, <laughs> TQM, um, <laughs> we all know that, like, it is mostly due to the fact that he was, like, this white dude. He was this because white he man. he was white. And honestly, like, I mean, who was that Muslim boy? I, I forgot what was his name. He created, he made a homemade clock. Yeah. He made a homemade clock. Yeah. For his school, for a school project. They thought it was a bomb. Mm-hmm. And Everyone went apeshit. Like, it was no one's business. It they was literally like, handcuffed him, and he was, like, 12 years old. And he was just, like, super interested in science. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, oh, I want to make this. No, 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 no. Because, of course, like, if you want, like, you want kids to be hands-on, especially with technology. And that's, like, psh, I don't even know how to make a clock <laughs> right now. So, like, that's super genius. Yeah. But if we look at how... An entire school reacted to this kid having a homemade clock Mm -hmm. compared to this person who showed these long-term signs of, you know, 
gun ownership of anger um and you know like i know a lot of people say on twitter and like oh my god like why do you have to make this about race blah 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 like we are gonna make this about race because if he was black if he was another person of color he would of course like gun arrested or shot like at the moment you know like we can't like just because he was white like he was not acted upon i guess and like no one took concern in him having a gun and also well it's legal in florida to carry a gun isn't it yes but that's the thing like even though like gun laws allow people quote-unquote people mm-hmm. who can openly have these guns on them that only truly applies to white people because mm-hmm. the moment that like um and particularly like a black person even like has something similar to a gun like, they get harassed by police, they get shot out, they die. I mean, like, if we look at the case of Tamir Rice, who was a child, mm-hmm. like, he was playing with a toy gun. He was playing by himself, he was playing in the snow, and he, like, if you look at the videos, in which, sadly, there is video footage of him dying, of him being shot by a police officer, like, he's alone, and he's sitting, and he's just doing things that children do Mm -hmm. yeah and yet he got shot and died because someone felt threatened by the fact that there was this black man Mm -hmm. holding a gun yeah and i think it also relates a lot with like um people of color um seeing young boys as like also men um and because they feel threatened and because they feel unsafe like and when police officers see people or see people of color that they feel threatened by and just like shoot them at the scene but if it was just an innocent black boy um like people are gonna be like i was threatened so i had to shoot him in the scene like let's look at the case of philando castile um he did have a permit to carry a gun and he informed the officer and when the officer knew that he shot him instantly and with the wife and the kid in the car you know and what where was the nra when this happened they were fucking silent you know but yet a school shooting happens with this white kid with a gun and nra is like the nra is like oh yeah but like gun laws like those those are not gonna help anyone we don't need those or like or like an argument that's so common is just hey you know what those teachers or security guards should have had weapons on them. If they had weapons on them, then everyone would be safe. Everyone mm-hmm. would be fine. Like, guns, like, if you have a gun you and you know how to use it, you're going to be fine. You're yeah. just automatically going to know what to do. When in reality, that's not the case. And statistics do show that if people have guns... And they're basically on some kind of gun off mm-hmm. with someone else who has a gun. It's more likely that innocent people will die mm-hmm. as a result. Mm-hmm. And that's something we just have to take into account right now. And we also need to take into account that these gun ownership laws, this like Second Amendment right shit, like it's only really there to protect white people. Yeah. Particularly white men. Mm-hmm. Because like I said before, any time a person of color is just like even thought of next to a gun or holding a gun or something like that and we as people of color need guns to protect ourselves like honestly like there's so much violence inflicted on us we need them 
but we can't have them because in an act of protecting ourselves or defending ourselves, we can die. Yeah. Yeah. And um, these gun laws are also like, like you said, they're made by white people for white people for the same reason. And they just um, feel threatened if a person of color has a gun. But if a white person has a gun, it's legal, you know. And the whole thing about the gun laws, too, is like they they were made. Those laws were made so long ago when guns were so hard to load and so hard to clean. And you had to go through all these steps before you shot someone or before you even shot a bullet, you know. And it there weren't they weren't guns that would shoot like. 30 bullets a minute, you know, they're not semi-automatic or automatic. And these guns that the shooters have are like, all like, they're so deadly. Like, they're literally what they are. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, there's no reason why an average citizen should have a (laughs) semi-automatic weapon because those are literally meant to kill people. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't need that to go fucking hunting. Like, if you're using a semi-automatic weapon to go hunting, get out of the hunting game. (laughs) It isn't your thing. But it's like they're meant to hurt people. They're meant to kill people. People like semi-automatic weapons are used in like the military Mm -hmm. and our military is meant to protect us by killing other people. Mm -hmm. This isn't like and this isn't even debatable. Like, come on. Like, let's be honest (laughs) with each other. Our military is there to protect us by killing other people. Mm -hmm. It's a thing. And okay, there's something really interesting about. This particular school shooting, that is something we should talk about. Yeah. Okay, and something here that we really need to talk about, which made this school shooting so different than other ones in the past, especially in the past, like, month, two months. Yeah. (laughs) Is that this one was very active in social media. It had a lot of social media presence in it. Um. Teen Vogue did this article on how, what is it, this this teenager inside the building, inside the school, mm-hmm. was tweeting and got advice on how to survive by another student who had survived a recent school shooting. Yeah, that's like, just crazy to think about, that someone needs to resource to Twitter and some found someone so easily on twitter who also survived a school shooting and was like hey what do i do to survive this you know you shouldn't be doing that especially when you're at school when a place where you're supposed to be safe um but yeah i did notice that all the i guess the difference which is the the students who survived were um were super super vocal about everything afterwards and i think that takes that takes a lot of courage you know, to first of all, like talk about something so recent that they lived through that must have been so traumatizing, but they, they like stood, um, they took action and they started talking about things that need to be changed. And not only were they talking about things that needed to be changed, they were tweeting mm-hmm. at, what is it, Trump? They were tweeting at yeah. the, at Pence. They were tweeting at all these people and Like, mind you, these are teenagers who had just been through the most traumatic incidents that could ever happen to another human being. Mm -hmm. And they were tweeting being like, oh, my gosh, what was it? Tommy, Tommy Lasagna. (laughs) Yeah. Like, she 
was dead ass like tweeting like she made a tweet that was like oh can the left like wait five minutes to let these families grieve nah, 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 before making it into like a thing about guns and these students like the students who were at the shooting they were like shut the fuck up yeah like you don't understand like i was there in the building i saw my friends get shot i saw mm-hmm. a teacher die like what like like we need gun laws like you don't understand how terrible it is because mm-hmm. these children these teenagers however you want to label them they are young and they have no they are not able to vote so this is doesn't even like fall into their hands as yeah. of right now They're totally at the mercy of us as adults to be protected. And guess what? We didn't do our fucking job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our Congress didn't do its fucking job. Mm -hmm. Our Senate, our White House, our, like, D.C., everything. Like, they're not doing their fucking job. And that's why we have, like, there's 17, like, people dead. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's just this shooting. Exactly. Like, this isn't even the first one of the year. I mean, talk about how uh, school shootings have have increased in the past, like, two years at least. Like, we don't even have to go all the way back to Columbine. Like, in the past two years, they've increased so much. And I did see this interview of one of the teenagers that survived. Um, I forget his name, but he he went on the news and he was like, we are teenagers. We cannot do anything about it. It's time for you, the adults, to, like, change things. And, like, you're supposed to protect us, you know? And, like, what happened yesterday? And the shooter, um, I saw this tweet that was like, the shooter didn't act alone. He acted with the president, with Congress, with everyone who stands by these gun laws that are um, present and, like, running when they should be more strict on who can get a gun and how easy you can get a gun and which guns you're you're allowed to buy, you know? Because, again, why do these automatic ones, like, even are here or are accessible to people, especially people so young as well, that um, they're going through all this shit in their head and... If the shooter was, quote-unquote, like, troubled or have these tendencies to talk about killed people, like, how the fuck was he able to pass a background check of um, of getting a gun? And, and then the, I guess, the right that uh, advocates for these gun laws are like, oh, it's because, or even the media, when ta- talking about the... The shooter was like, oh, it's because he had mental uh, health problems and we need to pay attention to those, not just the gun laws. But then people are like, okay, we'll give us better resources for mental health. And they're like, "Mm, I don't know, like, they're not necessary. Like, mental health is not a real thing, you know? So, like, make up your fucking mind. Like, what do you want to pass or what do we want to change? But something needs to change in order because, unfortunately, this is going to keep happening. And I don't see anything doing... Uh, I don't see any changes that have gone so far or have been done so far. Um, and again, if this was a person of color that it would have done, like if it was a Muslim kid or a Mexican kid, we would be talking about like, oh, ban Muslims and a stricter, um, uh, like build the wall. Yeah. Like, like, oh, it's more of a reason for us to build a wall. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And it's this weird thing of entitlement that we cannot like completely like 
it's not something we can't address. Mm-hmm. Because there is a reason why it is these white boys, particularly white boys, who are picking up guns, who are going off and shooting, and then being labeled, then being labeled by um by news outlets and all these other adults, all these attorney attorneys as victims, as mm-hmm. people with mental health issues. When, but like whenever it comes down to like I don't know, like a Latinx kid like selling drugs or something. Mm-hmm. And they're not, and they're seen as troublemakers or thugs or adults, when in reality, they're probably going through poverty. They're trying to figure out what to do in their own life, and they are having um, issues that are happening, yet it's not something we're able to talk about. It's not something that's ever addressed, and it's not, like, people of color apparently don't get the luxury, and yes, it is a luxury, to say we have mental health issues. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's not talked about in our communities. It's not valid when we go up to white folks and say, like, we have mental health issues, you know? And even, like, and it is a a real statistic that people of color do have, like, higher risks of mental health because of the stress you're put on, you know? Like, stress from, uh, I don't know, it goes from, like, society to, like, dealing with white people to school and family and all these problems that, um that we face in the community and they're ignored because mental health issues are also like a white people thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, and we also can't forget that even though we are more likely to have mental health issues, the thing is we're still not the ones picking up guns and shooting schools. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that you have to think about because it is true people of color do have more mental health issues because we're put under a lot of more stress. We have much more traumatic experiences overall that happens. And yet we can't stop. I like personally cannot stop thinking about the fact that this, these white people, these white boys are the ones picking up guns and feeling entitled Mm -hmm. enough to end people's lives. Which is, like, a thing we have to talk about. It's, like, it is a thing of entitlement. Yeah. And, like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with these, how would they phrase it, white-on-white crimes? Like, what are we going to do with all that shit? (laughs) Yeah. Like, how do do we expect a white community community to interact correctly with the rest of us? Mm Mm-hmm. If they're showing us how uncivil they are. Yeah. And I say that, like, high-key, low-key, like, sarcastically. <laughs> because, deadass, that's literally what they say about particularly the black community. Yeah. And all this stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> let's switch the tables. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do about all these white kids picking up guns and uh, all these violence that the white kids are bringing to our communities, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, we also have to deal, like, talk about the way police deals with these white terrorists because they are indeed like terrorists. That's what they are. But the media will not call it by that name and no one else is going to call it by that name. Um, but let's look at, like, the way they handled this case. Like, the, I know the shooter fled the scene and then he was caught, like, in a neighborhood peacefully they just handcuffed him and put oh yeah him he got back. a drink at subway no he, he didn't. got a drink at subway <gasps> he okay immediately after he was done you know 
shooting up an entire oh school God. and killing 17 people. He took off, he abandoned his weapons. He took mm-hmm. off like his entire gear and then he blended into a crowd. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. He blended in. Yeah. And yeah. he went to Subway with a whole bunch of people and he got a drink and whatnot. And then they found him. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. And so we can't forget that this in itself is an act of terrorism. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I think is super important that we bring up here. And it's the fact that this anti-immigration, like, what is it? Hate speech, all this other, like, xenophobia, all this other, like, white supremacy talk, all this, like, pro-Nazi, pro-Trump and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's it's just being this like dismissed Mm -hmm. as like political views as something that we shouldn't take seriously the fact that we're not able to completely be like fuck white supremacy Mm -hmm. in these public spaces because it seems politically incorrect to do it is just allowing them to think that it is okay to do what they do and think what they think Mm -hmm. and in other and if we're telling white supremacists if we're telling these hate groups that it's okay to think what they think and, and we're we telling call it them, freedom of speech, you know. And, and then we're telling them it's okay to do what you do and mm-hmm. practice what your what your beliefs are because their beliefs are to have this white race, to have an ethnic cleansing, mm-hmm. to separate races, and to honestly to kill people of color. Mm-hmm. Like that is a part of this shit. And until like. W- for one thing, our own administration can take it seriously, mm-hmm. then what are we going to do about it? And then what What else happened post that? He went to Subway. He got a drink. <laughs> the police got him in a very civil man- manner. Yeah. They didn't shoot him. Mm-mm. Yet um, a teenage boy wearing a hoodie uh, in a neighborhood, a black kid, uh, looked suspicious, and the police felt threatened and shot him. You know, mm-hmm. like, how is that not a race thing? You know, like, we cannot ignore this and we cannot ignore the fact that um, the police will treat these terrorists like nothing. And they like they just did a minor crime. And yet uh, innocent black people are literally dying every day from police brutality because they feel, quote unquote, threatened. And <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And, like, we really need to think critically about everything that's happening in, what is it, United States, and how that reflects in race relations. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, if we're going to... If we're going to have these conversations, if we're going to talk about gun laws, if we're going to talk about all this other stuff, we have to look at it through the fact that, like, even though people of color should own guns and should be able to defend themselves, they're not able to because whenever we're near a gun or anything that looks like a gun, we can die. Mm-hmm. Like, we, it may be the cause of our own murder. And so, like, what are we going to do? Because mm-hmm. this is not going to be the first school shooting. I mean, this isn't going to be the last school shooting. And yet... These teenagers who want to do something are trying really, really hard to do something are unable to vote. Mm-hmm. They're talking to a bunch of adults who are paid incredibly high by the NRA. Mm-hmm. Like, 
what's going on? Yeah, the fact that teenagers that just suffered through this are taking more actions that the people in Washington or the people in power is just a ridiculous idea to me. And um, yeah, like this girl that tweeted at um, Trump, she was like, oh, I'm the girl who tweeted at him and he plans to visit Florida soon. And I plan to tell him my ideas on how to reform these gun laws face to face because this cannot keep happening. And this was like a 15 year old girl, you know, like someone who is even more mature than a lot of people from the right who keep saying that these gun laws are not going to change anything when they are because that's the problem because we've seen in other countries where they did ban uh gun or they did ban guns or um made the gun laws more strict like no we haven't heard about any like mass shootings happening there or at least like as much as they keep happening in the u.s you know and one quick last thing that we I really just want to acknowledge here is the fact that Stephen King in the 70s wrote a book about a school shooter. And after a few school shootings that happened, he and evidence was found that like these school shooters had copies of their books in like their locker room or bookshelf room, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Stephen King stopped the making of this book. Mm -hmm. He stopped it and he was like, okay, we're no longer going to publish this book because if I could do a little something to save the lives of teenagers and children and just people in general, then I'm going to do it. Yeah. And that's what Stephen King did. And guess what? You (laughs) cannot buy that book without it coming at an expensive price. Mm -hmm. You can't because they don't make it anymore. And... Honestly, Stephen King has done more to help, like, fight against school shootings than our government has. Yeah. And that's really fucking sad. Yeah. Um, and you obviously, they can't be brought back, you know? And it's ridiculous that they're not doing anything about it. Exactly. And we're running out of time here, yeah. so we're <laughs> wrapping it up. Um, it's just so upsetting and we have so much to say yeah. and thank goodness this is just our first episode on yeah. our first subject here <laughs> but thank you all for listening yeah thank you I know it was a lot to take in but remember these things are always important to talk about and even if you ignore it they're going to keep happening and we need to talk about uh, things such as school shootings and mass shootings that keep, keep happening because we are the adults now and we need to change we need to vote. We need to elect the cer- the right people who we know are going to actually make a change in these laws and things that are going to affect the future. So we need to step up and do something, you know. And so it's important to talk about and it's important to keep updated with the news and to see what's around you because we are the ones who are going to change things. And we have to save lives. Yeah. It's ridiculous that so many people have died already. Yeah. Anyways... We love y'all for listening. Yeah, thank you so thank you much. We're letting you go. TQM. Bye bye bye. Besitos, besitos. Thank you.
Music in this episode is Como Te Extraño Mi Amor by Café Tacuba and Fertilizer by Frank Ocean. You can subscribe to the Emerald Podcast Network on iTunes and SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts and stream them directly off the Emerald homepage at dailyemerald.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>